Welcome to the Shoulder Strikes MMA Podcast. You are now listening to the Hot Take Hot Box. Welcome to the Shoulder Strikes MMA Podcast. You are now listening to the Hot Take Hot Box. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back. Shoulder Strikes MMA podcast taking off our, you know, month of around Christmas because I know uh, Ty is a devout Christian and he celebrates the holiday very much. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, I was uh, working and had to eventually leave this position and now I am my, – my, my afternoons are back and free, okay? So that, basically I need one day a week to do this. I didn't even have one day during the afternoon to do it when me and Ty could link up. Now the times it, it's just back. All right, it's back. Ty, how are you feeling after your month layoff? We will go over units. We will go over our records from last year. We're gonna have a preview of tomorrow's card with Strickland and Imovov. We are going to have a little bit of bold predictions going into 2023. But Ty, first of all, how are you feeling, and how do you feel after winning the unit battle last year? Um, I'm feeling pretty good. 2023 is gonna be a big year. I think we're gonna we're gonna be in the green for most of this year. Um, make some inju- adjustments, improvements, hit the lab, you and I. And, um, yeah, I mean, I, I thought for a while I was going to be in the in the red yeah. unit-wise last year, but I think we had a pretty decent closing to the year, which uh, is going to lead us right right into this card. Yeah, I mean, so let's just well, let's go over last year's uh, results. Uh, since we did start doing this around, uh, uh, I'd say July, right? Somewhere in the, in the like summer. In the middle-ish. Yeah, we started tracking units and, uh, you know, August-ish area. But uh, we wound up with two positive years. I had a, a plus 175 unit year, uh, and you had plus four units. And this was only a half of a year. Uh, we had so – there, there's obviously some weeks where we kind of, you know, stayed middle. Some weeks we got cooked. We had one big week for you. I believe it was, it was at 281 or 280. It might have been 280 straight up. The one in Abu Dhabi with uh, – no, it was the it was the one before that. I'm trying to remember the week where we went absolutely crazy and we we each went like, let's see, like up ten units or something. Up ten units. Uh, was it Oliver? It was the. It was the Oliver car got smoked on that one. Um, I ha- I mean I have it somewhere on here. I want uh, for the people. It was around there. Was it two eighty one? It may. It was because I had, it was Izzy and Pereira. Uh, okay. And I had Whaley. Uh, Hooker, yeah, Moicano, Span, Blanche. Yeah, yeah. Yep. Pretty sure this was the card. Pereira, Whaley, Hooker, Moicano, Blanchfield, Sub, uh, Frivola. The only loss you had on, on the whole card was Silvana. Silvana. And she, and she almost fucking did it, but she was being a little hesitant. Uh, yeah, and I only had three loss. We went, I went eight and three. You went eight and one. You went plus yes, 13 sir. units. I went plus 10 units. So here is to repeating that. This year, and having a bunch more days like that, starting with this Saturday afternoon, it was supposed to be Imovov and Brunson, right? Kelvin Gastelum. Kelvin Gastelum, yeah, same thing. Uh, that was supposed to be those two. Because I know Brun- did Brunson just pull out of something? He did. He yeah. pulled out of the fight with, uh, was it Till? And then Jerkis no, replaced he, him? Or no? That no, was a while. He beat yeah, Till a while ago. That's right. Him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, I forget. Was it Cannoneer? I don't know. 
It might have been Cannoneer. Uh, uh, yeah, no, because he, he just got cooked by Cannoneer, too. Uh, we'll figure yeah. that out at some point, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen. But. He, he likes to get cooked. It was uh, Jack Hermanson. Okay, there you go. And then we had to watch that uh, filth. Okay, all right. So let's just keep it rolling, though. Let's get Let's go back to what we came here to talk about. So Strickland steps in. It is still a five-round fight. It has been moved to 205 pounds. We on this podcast have been been big Nasruddin Imavov fans. Uh, for the, I mean, I would I, I would say probably since he broke into the UFC, his skill set is just something that we like to bet here on this podcast, and he hasn't exactly been, you know, up against the craziest of competition. You know, the Ian Heinish, I mean, Shabazian, say what you want about him, and then Joaquin Buckley. We have spoken our thoughts about that gentleman, not to mention the uh, illustrious Jordan Williams, uh, Boumaye. I know you guys all out there love him, but. Strickland is a big step up in competition. You would agree, right? Yeah, absolutely. But, again, on here we've talked about how we're not exactly big Sean Strickland people either, okay? He just does not fight with any sort of IQ. Uh, is that is that so far off to say? I mean, he just – nowadays, I would say the, the Cannoneer fight was a much better showing, and he, you know, you could argue he may have won that fight, but – you know, Pereira just still going in and standing with him, and then he was just kind of hesitant in those Jotko and Uriah Hall fights. The uh, I believe he fought Hermanson right to a split decision as well. So he just kind of doesn't have like a uh, like a fight ending killer sort of instinct. Is that is that all too crazy to say? So that is, I say all that. I say that all that is an introduction to let you know that uh, we're all. I am. I don't want to speak for you. I think you are too. I am on Imavov this week. Yeah, definitely big, big on Imavov. Um, yeah, I just, I don't know, you know, I think, uh, Imavov's bigger, he looks a lot bigger, uh, when they had, when they were, uh, coming face-to-face for weigh he looked, uh, looked, uh, like a legit 205-er, so I think this is gonna be good for him, um, I do have some questions about going five rounds, because he did take the third round off, yeah. uh, when he fought Joaquin Buckley, but there, w- there was one judge who gave it to him, so I think that might be a little overblown, um, you know, like you said, it is a huge step up, you know, going from, uh, Buckley, who's a small 185er, who's now down to 170, 170 um, to to Sean Strickland, who just fought Alex Pereira. You know, obviously he got he got cooked, but so did Izzy. So I do worry about Strickland keeping that jab pumping. I think uh, Imavov has some slight defensive uh, concerns, but he's only 26. That's that's the real the real thing with me here. He's he's younger than we are, yeah. um, and he's you know he's he's kind of fought. He has he has a decent amount of experience. Um, I know he just came in the UFC in 2020, but he fought I think three times in 2021. Uh, bounced back from a tough loss against Phil Halls. He didn't only fought once last year, but he's also had I think he was supposed to fight Kelvin Gaston like three times or something. He's had a lot of guys pull out of fights. Chris Curtis. Uh, he was supposed to fight RoboCop in his debut. That would have been fucking insane. Um, and I, I remember watching him back in the day, or trying to go back and watch. Some of his uh, regional scene footage, he just he, he just makes makes a lot of improvements. He's gotten a lot better. Um, I still, you know, he's twenty six. He's going to probably go through some tough losses. I could see him losing this fight, probably or um, honestly. But I think Strickland's getting older. You know, he's he's kind of declining as Imavov's um, rising. Yeah, uh, I don't. Strickland doesn't really. He, he throws a lot of jabs, but that's it. He doesn't throw light kicks at all. I think that would be huge if that was a part of his game against Imavov. Slow him down. Um, but he, he doesn't throw any, he only threw, I think four in his last, in his last fight that went the distance. Um, 
And I think maybe, maybe he has a cardio advantage, but this is a short notice fight, yeah. you know, and I understand he trains a lot and he trains with all these guys and he does this and does that. But, uh, I just think Imavov's younger. He's more athletic, bigger. I think he hits harder. I think if this goes to the ground, I think Imavov has the, the, the advantage there. Um, and he's somebody who, who, who likes to do some damage and, you know, Strickland, I don't think he can, he, I guess what he's going to have to do is make this a boring fight and win a, you know, outpoint him and just jab, jab and circle. But, I think eventually that that strategy is not going to work. So I got Imavov winning a decision. I think it could, it could get a little hairy late. You know, I think he might be able to he might slow down, uh, but I also think he get a finish. I just uh, maybe I, maybe I'm a little too too on board with him. I see a lot of people picking Strickland, but uh, the line has gone up since I bet on um, on Imavov. I got him at one, minus one fifteen. I yeah. believe it's like minus one thirty, minus one forty now. So yep. I feel good about that. Um, what do you think? Yeah, excuse me. I'm right with you, uh, based on the fact that, like you just said, you just talked about how you could see it going to decision, but you could also see it getting finished. Like you could see him getting maybe like a sneaky sub or cracking him and getting him out of there because it's just Imavov striking is very sneaky. So with all that said, I'm probably gonna sit around at that minus one thirty area. It seems like that's the middle area for all these bets on these websites because minus one twenty eight is not getting written down on this page. So. Uh, I, I will take a Imavov money line minus 130 just based off the fact that I don't trust either one, but I am confident that he can get the win. Not super confident, but like you said, because this is a big – we don't know. This is a big step up in competition, but I am going to lay my money on Imavov, and uh, I, I do go. feel pretty good about it. So it. what are we going with on your official uh, – officially? I got him at minus 115. You got money I line? Bet on, I bet him like or a couple days ago, okay. uh, like last week or a couple days ago. As soon as I could – Really get the line up, but yeah, minus one fifteen money line, a couple units. I like it. Let's go to do the next fight. This is not a great card, not a horrible card though. I would say Dan Ige, Damon Jackson. Uh, that that is a nice uh, grappler sort of versus striker matchup for for me. Uh, this is somewhat of a right down the middle. Damon Jackson is a savage man. He has just shown me every fight that he's out there. Whether he's getting an elbow in the head and bleeding out, but still just dominating the grappling, or he's just destroying Pat Sabatini in under a minute, he is he is a savage. But I mean, so is Dan Ige. I don't know what I like in this fight. I, I truly don't. So I'm going to let you talk first and hope that you maybe say something that convinces me. Yeah. Um. I. I I think I'm on Dan Ige here. Um, I, it's a lot of it is really, you know, I like Damon Jackson, but I kind of don't like the way he fights sometimes. I think um, he's had a weird career, right? He, I think, started out, he got cut, I believe, after he um, he was in PFL for a little bit, and then he had like a like a quick loss, like one of the quickest PFL losses ever. Then he came to UFC after LFA, and he fought um, who the fuck was it? No, he started in the UFC. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. And he wasn't like that great. Yancey Madeira smoked him. Uh, he lost to Ronnie Jason. Uh, he just wasn't that great. And then he came back, and honestly, he's looked pretty good. Um, I know he lost to Ilya Taporia, but he Who looked great it? against right. He looked great against Mirsad Bektic. Um, a little, you know, as Bektic was uh, declining, beat Charles Rosa, beat Kamwella Kirk. Um, he, he, the leech is just a very fitting nickname, and I think it's something he could. Uh, do in this fight is just kind of just stick to Danny Gay. Don't let him get 
uh, comfortable at, at, at range. You don't want him to do that. I think he smokes Damon Jackson uh, if it stays if it stays standing. Danny Gay's just – I mean, look at who he's fought recently. He's lost four of his last five, but look who he's fought. Calvin Cater, Chan Sung Jung, Josh Emmett, Mozar Evloev, Gavin Tucker. Yeah. He put Gavin Tucker out quick. I know he's only – only gotten 150k performance bonus since he changed his nickname, but um, you know the wins before Gavin Tucker, a split over Edson and a split over Bektich. I You know, I think he's, I think he's just he lets fights get away from him sometimes. I just, I guess I could see Damon Jackson doing his thing, you know, being uh, being the leech, but I don't know, man. That Argetta fight before Sabatini, which I guess is, is a little unfair of me to hold this against him since he did improve since that fight. Dana Orgetta in his UFC debut for somebody who was pretty green won a round and yeah. honestly looked better at the very end of the fight. So I, I just have some concerns. Damon Jackson gets bloodied up a lot. He gets he gets beat up a lot. He is tough. He is big, but he doesn't I don't think he fights that big. You know what I mean? I think he's gonna wilt over time and um I don't wanna I'm not gonna bet on Danny Gay, I don't think. <laughs> I have before. Um so I'm gonna wait. I'm gonna wait. We'll see on, on, on fight night. I, I could be persuaded to take a swing on Ige's money line because I do see a, a better, a quicker, an easier path for victory uh, for him. So I'm going to go Ige. I'm going to go Ige. I'm going to write it on the sheet. Uh, I I think the odds tell you that they, they really don't know what's going to happen here. Uh, that With it being that close to the center, sort of like the main event, there's a lot of those on this card, to be honest. But Yeah, uh, yeah this is... I kind of want to take inside the distance here just to sp- spice it up. Cause I like that, though, because, like, Ige's never figure, been finished. I mean, that, that's right. what I just looked at, and I was just like, damn, like, it's going to be and, hard for him to get him out of there. He's fought grapplers before, maybe not to this, like, craftiness, but he's never been finished. I mean, Mo- Mozart Evlo was his last fight, and like, that dude is, is like an Olympian, you know? Um, and he's also an athletic freak. Damon Jackson, all of his losses, he's been finished. So, um, I kind of like that. I, I, I don't know. I'm not going to tell you yet, but I think I might. I have to kind of see how, how the beginning of the card goes, I think. And I don't see – I hate doing this, but he's not going to sub him, right? So, no. you have to look. So, it's plus 240 or plus 300 for the uh, inside the distance. I'm going to go TKO. Danny Boom. Gay TKO plus 300. I like it. And – I feel pretty good about that, to be honest. And I, I think he's just a level above. I hate Damon betting Jackson. this. Yeah, well, that's that. Like you kind of level of competition, and absolutely could see a way that Damon Jackson wins a decision by just out grappling him and putting a pace right. on him that he just can't hold up with. But like you mentioned, and that that kind of brought it back into my mind. That Dan Arquette fight was very questionable, big time, right. very questionable because he was dominating, but he was, put, same thing, putting that pace on, but then he kind of wilted in parts of the fight. And Argetta if that Sabatini was, fight doesn't end in a, in a minute, maybe Pat Sabatini outtricks him in the later rounds. We've seen him do, do things like that before. Yeah. You know, I think I just think Jackson's a bit of a front runner. I think Ige's problem is he just, he kind of gives, gives rounds away, minutes away, and sometimes it's obvious what he should be doing, and he doesn't do it, you know? So, yeah. I'm kind of, I'm kind of, uh, Questable. I think, I think, I think you have me on board, though. I think I think I'm riding with you. I'm just I I gotta think All some right. more. You will have one final chance before the end of this uh, <laughs> this night or this uh, podcast to change your mind before we lock in the official picks. But let's keep it moving. We have a we're supposed to have Shavkat Rachmanov and uh, Jeff Neal on this card, which is 
Yep. A little disappointing. But we do have Puna Soriano, who did you see him at the uh, at the weigh-ins? <laughs> I mean, that yeah. guy looked like he's built like fucking Iron Man, man. That That is unbelievable. But that does not necessarily lend two victories as he is fighting Roman Kopilov. Roman Kopilov and this fight is a minus 162 favorite, minus 150 as low as on some websites for Puna Soriano. Roman Kapilov is plus 130, 128, 135. So what do you like here? I, I, this fight is, is somewhat of a stay away from, but uh, I do lean Kapilov. Yeah, I think um, I'm not really sure what to think about here. I, Kapilov, I know he has that, that OV to end his last name, but he's, he's not going to be uh, – He's not he's not to be confused with a wrestler. He likes to he likes to throw bombs. The problem is he's just not active enough. I think he um you know when he when he does go forward, when he does get in a groove with the pants, he hits hard, man, and he 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 really tries to put you out. But uh, I just feel like his his uh he's very inactive. Um I think he's less he's less active than Puna is, and Puna sometimes can get a little inactive, especially as the the fight goes on. His cardio is not great. But he does have a, a pretty distinguished D2 wrestling record. Uh, I think he's the better striker all around, just in general. I think he, he does more. He hits harder. Um, he throws some nice kicks. Um, I, I, two guys I don't trust, you know, and I just think Dolce can do more. I think he has more in his arsenal. I do worry if he gets Dolce. to the third round, but I, uh, I should say Puna. I should say Puna. I was looking at uh, Dolce's name. I'm like, wait a minute. <laughs> Puna's last... threw me off. I was like, wait, oh, shit, dude. No, I'm fading this. Puna's last win coming against Dolce, he, you know, he did what he had to do. Uh, his losses to Maximoff and Allen, I think those are tough, man. Those are two big, grinding wrestlers, honestly. And, um, it's a bad matchup. Yeah. Um, you know, Roman Kapilov losing to Carl Roberson and Albert Daria have not looked – have not looked good. Yeah, uh, those losses have not aged well. So I'm going to go Puna. Um, I'm surprised it's. I'm surprised it's 165. I feel like this would be like a, a pick 'em. So it kind of it kind of makes me feel confident in Puna. I think he's kind of starting to hit his stride a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, I think his ceiling's a little a little limited, but I do like his. Uh, you know that the he is very tough. I just I, I really need to see more from um from him on a cardio level. I think he's he has some nice experience now. Uh, so we'll see. He's fucked me over once before, but that was kind of my fault. Yeah, I'm gonna stay away from this. I, I don't. Man. I don't like. I lean Kapilov, but I like you kind of mentioned. Like Kapilov <clears throat> is not that s- traditional sort of wrestler, so I could see this fight being slow as shit at the end, and someone yeah, winning a decision sloppy. or a split decision, or or yeah, like. I mean, Soriano could get him out of there quickly, though, because that's kind of Soriano puts that fir- that initial pace on you right away to win that first round, and then. After that, he kind of just does what needs to be done. So he did that especially in his uh, – with the, the Dolce fight. Tour. Well, not the Dolce fight. I'm sorry. The um, I think it was the Brendan Allen like where it was just kind yeah. of like he tried to get him out of there. And then – Maximoff too, man. He, he, he won the first or he That's won the second true. and then he just was just stunned. Where was that fight? Um, I feel like oh, it was a fight night. When he now. fought – yeah. I remember I had money on him to beat Maximoff and it uh, didn't happen, so – yeah, but I'm out on that. So let's go next. Ketlin Vieira, Raquel Pennington. Shout out to Raquel Pennington, who apparently just finds a way to get it done these days, either L or win. She's still out there, baby. But she is on a four-fight win streak, riding her way back into the uh, upper echelon of the UFC bantamweight division. <laughs> Shout out to that. 
But Catlin Vieira, is this? She's coming off the win against uh, Holly Holm, which was a yep. questionable fight. I thought she won after the fight. Yeah, I thought she won too. But I, I remember, I I believe I bet on her, and I heard Holly got a uh, one scorecard in her favor, and I was like, oh no. It was a close fight, though. It really was. And you don't like to see that when she's fighting Misha Tate and Holly Holm and not being able to necessarily get these ladies out of there. But yeah, Catlin Vieira is very tough. She's very talented. Raquel Pennington. This is kind of like a similar matchup to those three ladies, like the older guard that she keeps fighting and just knocking them down. I, I could see Catlin Vieira getting out of here with a sort of decision victory, being able to keep it at length. But I could also see... Raquel Pennington kind of just leaning her up against the fence and doing what she needs to do to get get one. I think the odd is, excuse me, the odds are perfect here for this fight. Minus one twenty for Vieira, plus one hundred for Pennington. I like Vieira in this fight at that minus one twenty though. Yeah, I mean, you know, you said Raquel has that four fight heater, right? Yep. Who is she? Who is she beating on the on that four fight heater? Yep. Aspen Ladd was the last one. I know that. Cut. <laughs> Macy Chasson. Um, we, we, the, the, the verdict has been out on Macy Chasson for a long, long time now. All right. Uh, Penny Kianzad. I liked her, but just kind of average everywhere. And she's also, um, not great. And then Marianne Renault, she's like 70. So <laughs> come on, man. She, she's like, I guarantee you she's close to 50, right? 45. All right. Not as close as I thought. Um, I just, I don't know, man. I think Raquel Pennington is, uh. I think she's starting to she, – she's not in her prime anymore, I guess I should say. You know, I think she still can win some fights. I, I this, this fight to me is very like – it's going to be a split decision either way. Or it's going to be – you know, like yeah. I, I don't trust either of these two women. I do like Ketlin Vieira. I thought, she, you know, she's had some moments. But, uh, you know, she she looked very good against a Renee Aldana until she got smoked. And, you know, I don't think she has the smartest game plan ever. Uh, she couldn't get Sarge out of there. She lost to Yana Kumitskaya, which I thought was, you know, worrisome. And then the Holly Holm split. You know, I thought she should have fought better. I thought she should have dominated Holly Holm. I think Holly Holm has passed it 100%. So I don't really know if I could trust Ketlin. You know, she's 31. She's in her prime. This is where she should be. I honestly think she she is better than she looks sometimes, you know, which is yeah. – Hard for me to bet on her, especially in a closely lined fight. And like we're seeing with a lot of these other closely lined fights, it's it's a lot of hesitation with us to take the uh, you know the favorite. And I think this one's another another one. I, I really don't you know the money's coming in on her. Well, the line's getting bigger a little bit, but I think a lot of people are staying away, and I think I am too. I, it's going to be a split decision either way. So just flip a coin. Yeah, <clears throat> and. Yeah, it's just disgusting because they, they, those are kind of what the Ra- Raquel Pennington fights look like. She just stays in it the whole time, wades her way through the through the the punishment and the power, and she just holds you up against the fence and just stays yeah. in the thing no matter what. There's going to be some uh, booze in this one. Oh, for sure. It's going to be boring as shit because Pennington <laughs> just leans you up against the fence and then kind of does like this clinch work where she does just enough to stay alive. But Yep. Uh, so that's going to be boring, like you said. But I'm going Vieira money line, just kind of hoping that Ra- Raquel's completely cooked. That's that's what I'm looking for. Okay. Umar Nurmagomedov, one thirty-five legend, fifteen and zero, fighting Hyoni Barcelos. He's a minus one thousand favorite here in this fight. Uh, I don't know where you make money here. Inside the distance is plus two hundred to one ninety-five. I'm absolutely going to take that. 
So I don't know if that's oh. going to happen. I could see it just going to decision because it's kind of that's what the basically people are saying saying is going to happen. But are we here to make money? Are we going to hear? Am I going to stuff my tail between my legs and get out of here? No, I'm starting the year with a bang. I'm either going to be minus nine units or I'm going to be plus ten units. So there you go. Umar Nurmagomedov <laughs> plus two hundred inside the distance. Um, looking at Umar, listen, he hasn't fought anybody great, so I can't. I don't. I, you know, I know when you're a Nurmagomedov or an Av, you get that that big boost. Hell yeah, on the bet on the betting line. But <laughs> it's just kind of funny. So if you if you go back to his Morozov fight. Morozov landed three of seven of I'm sorry eight of thirty one total strikes. Brian Kelleher landed one of nineteen, one in three minutes, and in a fifteen minute fight, Nate Maness landed uh, two of twenty significant strikes, forty six total, um, which it looks like some I don't even know what he was throwing. Just a bunch of nonsense, obviously. Two of twenty significant strikes. So I guess if you just narrow it down, the significant strikes he is absorbed. Ten in three fights, Umar Nurmagomedov. I'll take that. Um, it sucks because I love Ioni Barcelos. I feel like he has like all the makings of a potential champ. You know, like he has a lot for you to like. But you know, he did what he had to do against Trevin Jones. A lot of people thought Trevin Jones was going to put him out. No shot. Um, the Victor Henry fight, ugh, brutal. Timor Valley, I'm not going to hold that against him. I just, I don't know. You know, maybe you take a shot on his money line if it, if it gets any bigger, but. I'm staying away here. I think Umar should probably win and wrestle him and and do what he does. Um, I, I love him. I think Umar's a potential future champ. I, you know, he's still young, um, but he's he's done so far. I know he's not really training with Habib like that because Habib's kind of just staying in Russia now. He doesn't really want to travel as much. But uh, I think I think Umar has the goods here. And I think Habib and them have kind of laid down that framework or groundwork for at least the next yeah. couple of years that these guys will be they know what to do and they're going to be okay i mean maybe you'll see a residual effect down the line that it's not going to be the same but right. every guy that i've seen come out of russia or dagestan whether they've trained with habib or not they're just absolute savages on the ground and i could just see umar dragging this out hopefully getting a submission or something along those lines just wearing down ioni barcelos and just get beating him from position to position. That's our only chance here for that inside the distance. But I like that. Are you going to sit this one out? Do you have a play here? Uh, no, I'm, I'm not going to. Wow, take Ty has start, has a new approach this year. He is <laughs> sit, he's just going to sit out, dude. He's going to run in the four corners <laughs> offense right now. Just gonna, he's going to win one game, and I'm going to go down seven units, and then he's just going to hold on to the ball for the rest of the year. Yep. That is not a bad idea. Yep. But park the bus. Guess what I do, man. I'm just uh, I I whatever I unload the bus. Okay, I just bring the bus <laughs> over to the other side of the field. And we just keep going. Abdul Razak Al Hassan could win a bodybuilding competition. Uh, not exactly the greatest uh, UFC guy or bet, guy to bet. I should say he's a, he's a good fighter, but not a good guy to bet because you just don't trust whatever version of him is going to show up. He's either going to knock the guy out in two seconds. Or he's going to lose the fight, and he could also get uh, get stopped pretty. I mean, he got shut yeah. off by Chaos Williams. So he's fighting he a man that you've never seen before, other than the no, Contender I, Series. Uh, and that he, was, um, yeah. I mean, <laughs> that guy. I, I mean, he. <laughs> I mean, he stood flat-footed and spun, and walked right into the biggest left hook he's ever seen. <laughs> I, I don't know oh, what that was. That guy. Probably isn't good. He's fighting soon. He's actually fighting February 3rd in Lux Fight League against a 14-0 Naib 
Lopez, El Cacho Uno. Um, uh, good so, luck to that guy. <laughs> we'll see. I and mean, if he beats this guy, you know, maybe. But um, yeah, I, I just don't know what to think about this guy. I've seen him. I've seen some of his. Like it was like a highlight compilation tape. With, those are always fun. You know, they have some random oh, yeah. br- br- Brazilian music playing, and you're like, "What the hell's going on?" It, it's, <laughs> it was made. It was made body bag. <laughs> it was made by like some 14 year old, so it's like not really that good. It was like made with iMovie, but um, he's he, he wings, dude. He swings. <laughs> he swings super, super, super wild, and like I I do I did like Abdul Razak Al Hassan. I think the whole. The whole um, whatever happened with him outside the cage that really took a lot of uh, a lot of uh, steam off him. He uh, he just came off of two wins against the Bahamas. He knocked out Nico Price, and then he had to take a couple years off with the whole alleged rape situation that I guess got dropped. And he he beat the allegations. I don't know, but he was out for a while. There was a bunch of shit going on. Comes back, goes on a three fight losing streak. I don't think they really matched him up well. I mean, you know, they were building him up. And then he has a long layoff, and then you know they kind of, you know, begin where he left off. After all that rust, gets knocked out. He's not very young. Uh, he did almost lose to Joaquin Buckley, or he was in a close fight with Joaquin Buckley. Not what you like to see, especially yeah. at 185 with a small 170 er in Buckley. But I just don't. I don't think this Ribeiro dude. I mean, he dances a lot. He does a lot of like Johnny Walker, Michelle Pereira type oh things. <laughs> yeah. So like. I don't know. Could he just come out here and get a first round knockout? I mean, he's he's the favorite. That leads me to believe that it could happen. Um, Ab- Abdul Razak Al Hassan only gets right only gets first round knockout. So yeah, it's one or the other. <laughs> the under might be the play here. Right, that's what I'm thinking. This guy Ribeiro has a lot of first round knockouts. He went to the fifth round with the 24 and 20 fighter Kellis Albuquerque, no um, who was 40 years old. Um, he lost to Claudio Ribeiro, but he beat Cristiano Ribeiro. So I, you know, I just don't know what to think about um, Claudio and his um, his skill set altogether. I, I, I see him fight and swing wildly, and I don't don't like that at all. So I'm going to go Abdul Razak Al Hassan money line. Um, mm, I'm going to let you. I'm going to let you take this away before I lock in a inside the distance bet. Yeah, no, I'm staying away. I'm definitely staying away. I don't. Oh, wow. This is one of those. I, oh, like here's the thing. I may get involved come fight day, but I am not going to put it on my record or like I, th- this would kind of totally be throwing it in the dark. I can't, in good conscience, tell you people what to bet here because someone's going to sleep early on. If you want to lay minus two twenty five on under for one and a half rounds, if you want to, I mean, I don't even know if you could bet TKO in the first round uh, as like a solo bet. That's the only th- way I know that. That's the only thing I know that's going to happen. Al Hassan, by first round TKO is plus two fifty five. Ribeiro is plus two forty on the other side. So maybe you do both and you win yeah. somehow. Something. Like I, that that would be my only suggestion here for all you people out there. But listen, it sounds like someone's going to sleep here pretty early on. Or no, I just don't. I don't really see how this fight goes long. Uh, I could be I could be totally off here, but I just don't see how anyone. Yeah. I feel you. I'm going to go Alisson Moneyline just because... Nah, no. Ah, uh, yeah. I'm not sure. Should I stay away? What do you think? I need you to give me some I, I think you should don't. I think you should jump into this thing I'm about to cook <laughs> up here. And I, No, you did say... You, you, you're telling me I'm playing a prevent and I'm playing Park the Bus. Uh, I, I got in your head, go, dude. I'm talking shit yeah, from the other bit. sideline. I got in your head a little bit. All right. 
I'm going to go um, Alisson inside the distance plus 120. I think that's kind of a good bet. Okay. Why not? They're both plus money inside the distance. It's probably going to happen. I can't imagine that these guys just go 15 minutes, you know, so lock it in. You said plus what? One, uh, plus 120. All right. Uh, I am going to try and find this real quick, though, because I – they just take – yo, I'll – Here's the thing, though. I'm always scared now, <clears throat> a little bit of a sidebar, that they're going to take the UFC off of uh, the, these websites because of assholes like James Krause and shit like that, that fucking just fuck. Like, I, I, did you see this story that he was working for an offshore, like, betting account or something like that? Or, like, an offshore yeah, fucking. Yeah, he was, like, also. He was their he, eight, uh, Like, he was a bookie, basically. The way he was talking about it, he was like – he didn't seem like he really cared much. I don't know. It seems like some fraud and some other other things are, are on the line here. I don't know, but not a fan. I I had heard uh, one one uh, prolific better say that opening lines are not limited anymore on certain sites. There used to be a limit on what you can bet on the uh, opening line of a fight. So now you can't, now it's limitless apparently. So maybe the betting world will, will change a little bit after this news. I think – I think it has to, right? I mean, I honestly, I'd hope so. It just... Yeah. But really, how much can you change other than the fact that these guys inside the UFC, you just... Basically, the only rule he broke was you can't be a bookie. You can't be making yeah. money off of that shit like this. Like, if you want to bet... Also, the way he was bragging about it, I mean... Yeah, it was... It, yeah. It was yeah, Could you exactly. tell on yourself anymore? Seriously. 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 Like, it, it was just kind of a little grotesque. But... Uh, and he was I a like good coach. It. He was. Like, we, we always would talk about him on, him, on here, like... Yo, like he's a fucking glory guy. Like we, we kind of we like the in the lower uh, end of the card, he was giving these fighters like good advice. Like, dude, you're down. Or, but now we're finding out he probably had fucking money line. He's like, dude, like you need to fucking get it together. Like he was talking like a gambler. So maybe that is the kind of guy you want to bet on when you have one of his yeah. guys because he's full force. Or he's just gonna send a guy out there who's injured and they're gonna make the cash out of the century. These guys. Yep. That was bad. That was really bad. So that's what's going on there. I, uh, For the record, I am not going to bet anything on this uh, Claudio or Al-Hassan fight. I'm going to set it out. But these are two bets I see on uh, all these alternate round betting. Uh, Ribeiro, round one or two, is plus 125. Al-Hassan, round one or two, is plus 140. So, uh, I don't, yeah, I just don't like – I want to bet this Ribeiro guy just to have some fun. But I don't trust yeah. that he doesn't go to sleep like early on with with uh, yeah, a Hassan nuke that just sort of lands <laughs> on his will. chin, and I don't. Yeah, so maybe I uh, maybe I do do this, but uh, or maybe one I do -do. don't. Uh, Al Hassan inside the distance plus one forty or one twenty. I'm sorry. Send it in. I think he's going to learn. I mean, chaos knocked him out with a straight punch. I think all he has to do is throw something straight because Claudio Ribeiro, he just he throws these loop. I mean, they're listen, he hits hard, but they're looping left hooks. He does like a lot of jumping, flying shit, uh, and, and he he backs up against a cage. He had he, it, from what I've seen, his chin's just waiting, waiting to get cracked. And to make your debut against somebody who hits as hard as Al Hassan does, I know he's thirty seven, but they say power's the last thing to go. So I, I'm I'm gonna take a shot on him. I like it. Let's get it. I like it. Let's so we it. have Matus Rebecki. Getting in there, Ooh. or Ribakai, however you like to say it. I just made oh. that other pronunciation up on the spot. <laughs> He's fighting Nick Fiore. Who you all know, Nick Fiore. No, you probably don't. He's six and zero. I believe he is making his UFC debut, coming out of Combat Zone. I know you guys all didn't miss his last fight against Steven Strangle, who was five and nineteen. 
And he also oh. fought the, uh, if you guys are hardcore fans of this podcast know, Jay Ellis, one of the patron saints of this podcast, whose current record stands today at 16 and 106. So yes. he has two uh, inside the distance victories against him as well. That does not necessarily mean that you stink or whatever, but it's just hilarious that you would even sign on to fight a guy like that. Nick Fiore, 6-0. Matus Rebecki, 16-1. The odds will tell you while I get these up right here. Minus 900. Minus 770 for Rebecki. So they think Fiore is a bum. He's plus 4, 540, 520. Or they just think that this guy's really good. But you see anything here that you like or you want to make money on? or I mean, inside the distance is minus 225. I don't want nothing to do with this. Yeah, I'm just going to say this. Uh, you know, Fury has fought all cans, but he has crushed them. So I guess that's good. You know, it's not like he's out here losing the guys. I guess that's good. Um, they've all been in the first round. It does look like he has a bit of a ground game. It seems like he, there is something he, he's going to try to do. He's going to try to get this to the ground and, and work his jujitsu. He does coach um, Calvin Cater. He is his Brazilian jujitsu coach for whatever that's worth. This dude, Rebecca, I saw was in, was uh, had some ADCC recollect, uh, accolades or something. Um, so he has the fact that he has his own Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu background. That kind of makes me think he's good. Like he's he, he's good here, no matter what happens uh, on the contender series. He ragdolled that Rodrigo Lidio guy. I, I don't even think he had a hook or both hooks. I, I think he just it was a quick rear naked choke. So I mean, this guy was a seven time champion, uh, seven. Um, he defended his belt seven times in Fenn. I don't know what Fenn is, but um, I don't know where Nick Fiore was fighting either. So the fact that this guy had a belt and defended it seven times, I, I, I think it makes it an easy pick here. Uh, I'm going to take Rebecca by some kind of inside-the-distance carnage. He seems scary. Yeah, I'm going to go Rebecca to win round uh, to win in round one, plus 105. That is what my oh, wow, is all right. be a fan duel. Uh, I just... <laughs> I think probably this, gonna, he's probably going to smoke this guy, I would assume, right? Well, that that's my instinct is that uh, this guy's going to come in <laughs> thinking that he can either grapple or whatever, and he's just going to wind like he's going to enter a whole different realm that he is not prepared for. And yeah, based off the guys he was fighting, I mean, I'll take. I haven't really even gone deep dive into Rebecca's uh, record, but I don't really need to when I saw what I saw yeah. on the other side. So. Yeah, uh, you know, guys with at least more respectable records on the other side, as opposed to uh, what worth, and whatnot. For what it's worth, he did finish Magomed Magomedov, who at one point I don't think he uh, quite has the um, the attention that he used to. But at one point, he was uh, one of the better fighters outside of the UFC, and he also has great name Magomed Magomedov. Yeah, uh, he's lost a couple fights since then, but Rebecca did beat him, and you know that's that's some kind of a name. I just think this is probably a layup, you know. So are you? Uh, what are you taking here? No, uh, nothing. All right, there you go. Back, but, dr- back, dribble the ball out, dude. <laughs> I gotta get a good shot. Come on, guy's gonna run the clock out, dude. We need a shot clock on this mother. But, two for we're going. <laughs> I'm going for a two for one, dude. Calm down. Here we go. Metus Men Mendonca Mendonca versus Javid Basharat. I like Basharat. I, I he's shown me a lot in those couple fights that he's. I like you know I like the stand up guys man I just I can't help it but uh, yeah. he doesn't exactly if I remember correctly he didn't get me a finish last time right no last two no, times out the there. snow leopard yeah the snow leopard didn't get a he, finish he killed uh, that guy on the contender series he was kill he was beating the shit out of him but uh, 
Yeah, listen. I, you know anything about this other guy? This other guy I have not heard of before. I don't. I don't. Is this uh, a UFC debut again? Yeah, he was in the Contender Series. He fought that uh, uh, Peak Physique Ashik. Oh, uh, okay, yeah, yeah, I remember that. He beat the fuck out of him. Yes, he, he did. smoked him with the right cross. Uh, he also beat Pedro Nobre on the Contender uh, Regional Scene. Pedro Nobre, Nobre uh, was in the UFC for a little bit. He only, I believe he only fought one time. He fought, uh, let's see, let's see, he fought Yuri Alcantara and lost by illegal blows. So, okay. He also well. fought, he, he beat, he, <laughs> yeah, not great, but he, he beat Mateus Nicolau in the regional scene, lost to Shaman Marais in the regional scene. Um, it seems like he has some names. Lost to Tim Elliott in Titan FC, lost to Jose Shorty Torres and Ali Bogatinov. So, I mean, he has a lot of experience, uh, Pedro Nobre. And I think Madonsa, Madonka, being young, he's only 23. I think I think that says a little bit. The problem is he's making his debut against an all-around just solid fighter. I know Bostra, like you said, he, he hasn't gotten a finish yet, but Gravely and Trevin Jones, you know, they're vets. I think if he fights somebody else, uh, he probably gets him out of there. I think he's probably going to look to get Mr. Uh, Madonza out of out of there in this one. I just don't know what to what to really take away from this because I kind of like I like both of them, and they're both undefeated. They're both twenty. Uh, they're both young, twenty-seven and twenty-three. Uh, I'm gonna stay. <laughs> hate to say, it, I'm gonna stay away from this one too. I think there's just a lot of question marks here. Oh they're my both, god! They're Boo. both super young. They're both super young, and uh, I just don't know what to think. Sadly, that is what you should do. You know, that's a smart thing for you to do because the line's wide. You know, yeah. I, I'm gonna go inside the distance, <laughs> jumping Basharat plus one forty. Okay, I'm just gonna keep. Dropping shells outside your house, dude. I, I got the fucking <laughs> minigun, and I'm just loading your shit up. I had to pause. Oh, man. But uh, <laughs> that's what I plan on doing. Plus 140. Uh, I just think this Madonka guy, like you said, he, this guy, I always trust the guys not making their UFC debut. It just seems like a bad matchup. If he was making his UFC debut against Eddie Wineland, I'd the be Snow firing Leopard. this Madonka guy. <laughs> But, fucking snow leopard, dude. Yeah, the snow leopard, uh, you know, he, he's a problem. His brother, didn't he have a brother who's not good? Yeah, right? I believe so. Yeah, I, th- I, thought I, I thought I had that right. But uh, the next fight on this list, is it Nascimento, right? I have that right? Yeah, yeah. Hernandez. Alan Nascimento versus Carlos Hernandez. We have minus three. Now we're jumping into a little bit of uh, some slanted lines here. Minus 345. For Alan Nascimento, plus two sixty-five for Carlos Hernandez. I don't know if I really like anything here. Yeah, I'm gonna go. I'm, I'm jumping back in. If you haven't wow. watched um, Alan Nascimento and Holly and Piva's contender series fight, go back and rewatch. It's like four years ago. Damn, almost five. Oh, we're getting old, dude. 2023 is is uh. Oh yeah, come too soon. It's come too soon, but um, I know he goes for the finish a lot. He has a bunch of finishes especially early, but it seems like when he fights up in competition from, you know, some of these lower-level guys like a Jake Hadley and a Tajir Uwambekov and Holly and Pivot, goes to the decision sometimes. I think Hernandez is also a decision master. I thought he lost the split to uh, Daniel Barres on the Contender Series, but then he came back and beat Altamirano. Um, I'm going to see what the odds are on this. I like – I want to go Nascimento by decision, which is probably something a lot of people aren't taking. Um – yeah, give me Nascimento even money. I think he's just gonna um, pretty much win everywhere. And uh, you know, I think Hernandez does some things well, but he just doesn't hit it hard enough. You know, he, he pumps a nice jab. He has decent stand up, but he backs up a lot. Nascimento hits harder, goes forward. Um, 
Yeah, give me give me an Osmento decision. I think you know, I, I don't like doing decisions like you. I know you don't, but this this kind of feels like a a, a good a good uh, good spot. So you said even plus one hundred. Yeah, even money. So I don't. Yeah, I mean, listen, I don't mind the uh, the decision bets in the right in the right situation. This seems like a good situation to pull it out. I just this this me staying away is more of a fact that I don't know enough about Carlos Hernandez to uh, trust. You know, like you said, split decisions. Like it could go either way. That's what I don't like. Pump fake. Yeah, yep. Pump faking. Exactly. I just I'm gonna stay out of this one. So I have enough. Uh, I have enough ammo on the uh, on the field right now. So yeah, it looks like you're faking a blitz, aren't you? Yeah, huh? and, uh, yeah. Fake the blitz. We're gonna drop back in the, the cover zone. zone. Now. Yeah, dude. <laughs> Little prevent. See what we got. See yeah. what we got. Uh, how about Dan Argetta? We just talked about him in the Damon Jackson uh, fight. That's where he got his first loss, right? Yeah. So he was a uh, ultimate fighter guy too. Lost to Ricky Tercio, so take that for what it's worth. But yeah. he's fighting Nick Aguirre, slick Nick Aguirre, who I, sure. all, I know you all know from uh, Oswego, Oswego, Illinois. <laughs> <laughs> Somewhere. He's, uh, he's coming out of Coliseum Combat 61. He also thought, uh, fought an Anthony Pettis FC too. I know we I all were tuned in that night against Tyler DeHaven. Where he Fun fact. Oh boy! Fun fact: When I was in Ireland, I was telling people that I work for Anthony Pettis FC, and I'm there to scout for talent. So, oh my god! Fun fact: There you go. Uh, so there's some guy in Ireland going, "Are you? I fucking met that guy. Are you kidding me?" <laughs> but uh, I, there's nothing really to bet here, right? I mean, this Nick Aguirre I mean, yeah, guy I, should get taken out, but I don't know. Again, don't know enough. Yeah. Um, Argetta was supposed to fight that dude Dolgarian from um, from um. Uh, looking for a fight, whatever that little FAC, I think, looking for a fight or something. He fought a bunch of guys who you never heard of, and he, a bunch of cans that he crushed. Um, Midwest Choppa, great nickname. Uh, he he, he trains with uh, Glory Glory and those boys over there. But yeah, Nick Aguirre, Aguilar, Aguiar. I don't really know anything about him, honestly. Um, maybe that's lack of preparation on my part. I'm going to go Argetta. I kind of liked you know, how he looked in his debut against Damon Jackson to fight somebody I think how much bigger is he? He's got some size on him. He's got a fucking bunch of experience and just ring ring generalship IQ things that you learn as you fight. And he put up a decent fight. He didn't get finished. He won around. He honestly, you know, I don't know how close he was to getting like a, a win or a stoppage, but you never know. I thought he he looked very composed, very tough. Again, I don't know anything about this like gear guy. Uh, the line makes me think that Argetta should win. Uh, I just I can't. I can't put a minus 600 tag on a guy that I don't even feel that confident in, you know? So yeah. I'm going to stay back, watch, and see if we have uh, anything between either of these guys. Yeah, I'm looking for inside the distance at minus 135 is not – that's not uh, – yeah, yeah, that's not. not worth it. So I'm going to sit this one out as well. But I do like Argetta, and I do think he probably gets him out of there just based off – one fight, basically, and it's that Damon Jackson fight. So if this yeah. guy plans on – it seems like a lot of his wins are, you know, guillotine choke, rear naked choke, strikes, triangle choke, TKO, rear naked choke, ground and pound. So it seems like more more of those are on the ground finishes. But he yeah. does have four submissions, you know, and then a ground and pound TKO. So uh, if, he, if that's what his plan is, I don't really see it working well. But maybe his grappling yeah. is just like – Damon Jackson's on another level somehow, but I, I, I doubt that staying away, though. Final fight of our card. First fight of the night for everyone at home. Jimmy Flick getting back in there after he retired and uh, 
told a pretty sad ass story on uh yeah on uh, Ariel Hawani's show and a lot of different stuff. He was out of the game for a little bit. Uh, you only had one UFC fight against Cody Durden, and uh, you look great. I mean, a flying triangle, which was pretty insane. He had a couple more scheduled, and then he just kind of walked away. He hasn't fought since 2020, so it's been uh, a little over two years since then. Charles Johnson, his last fight, I believe he was out there against um, – what the fuck is that guy's name? Zalgas. Oh, okay, right. And then he fought Mukayev uh, the fight before. So. Yep. I don't know what to like here, what to bet, or what, you know. Jimmy Flick is plus 275, 280. So I guess they think that he's just going to get cooked. Uh, yeah. I, I guess I would ask you, what do you think? I don't really like Charles Johnson at that number. I don't like Charles Johnson at all. Yeah, honestly. that's. I, I, thought, I, thought he, I thought he lost <clears throat> the Zuma Gula fight. I, I just don't like the way he fights, his style. Also, I think he's he, he has like this attitude that he's, you know, oh, I'm not boring, or this and that. I, I'm just not a big fan of him. His hair pisses me off a lot. I also bet on Zumagulov that fight. So, uh, yeah, Flick has been knocked out a bunch of times. He doesn't seem like he likes getting hit. I just don't think Charles Johnson's necessarily, you know, he has some finishes on his record, sure, but I was watching that Carlos Mota fight uh, in LFA, and I think that dude just got tired in the fifth, and he eventually finished him late. But other than that, he doesn't really look like he has a, a second gear. It doesn't look like he has any kind of, like, big power. He seems like he's pretty kind of good all around, but... Um, I'm just not a big believer in Charles Energy Johnson. I think it's a stupid nickname too. Um, Jimmy the Brick Flicks way better, way cooler, and he, he he's a bit of a um, special specialist. But I think it's gonna work here. I think he's gonna end up getting Charles Johnson something, catch him catch him slipping a little bit. Um, I do usually fade guys who or fighters that talk about retiring or have retired, but I don't I don't see anything with Charles Johnson here other than maybe a Charles. Uh, Johnson win a decision victory, but he's minus one forty five inside the distance. I I don't like anything on the Johnson side. I'm gonna take Jimmy Flick on a small bet uh, plus four hundred to win by submission. Lock it in. I'm giving you plus five hundred on here because that is what. Lock uh, it in. Give me the extra retirement. Us. The retirement so bonus. Flick sub is plus five hundred, and that is exactly what I was gonna bet in this situation as well. Uh, I figured he uh, listen that the one he got on Cody Durden the flying triangle was sick, um, and he hasn't fought in a while. I just don't like anything here, and I just got to that. I I can't sit out the yeah. first fight of the night. So. I hear I was supposed to bet on Priscilla Cachuera, the the zombie girl, or whatever yeah. her nickname is, and that sure that fight was called off uh, due to weight. Maybe the UFC did the right thing by just not making us watch <laughs> that fight. Uh, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Seriously. Uh, so that's it. That's it. And uh, this is the part of the uh, of the podcast where we are going to get into a little bit of uh, our future thoughts on what is going to happen this upcoming year in mixed martial arts in total and in the UFC. I guess we should quickly talk about it. how about Jake Paul signing a contract with the PFL? Do you actually uh, – we talk a lot about the problem child on here. Big fans of the problem child. He's made us some money. Uh, do you care about this? I mean, do you think this is a big deal? Uh, do, you, do you think it's just a ploy to get Nate Diaz to fight him? What do you think about that? It could be, but if, if we ever get a Jake Paul versus Nate Diaz fight in the world, Jake Paul wins just by that becoming a thing. Yeah. You know, like yeah, in the sure. short time that he was on YouTube in a in, in a forest making fun of a debt, or that might have been his brother. That was his brother. Remember yeah. that? Yeah, okay. I'm pretty well, sure. either way, <laughs> you know, Nate Diaz, look at the things Nate Diaz was doing in his prime and Jake Paul was on TikTok or on Vine. Yeah. So the fact that that might be a thing is is honestly astonishing. Also, I guess he's doing something good for the fighters in PFL. 
50% of some, I forget what it was. They're getting more money, I think, or a bigger cut, um, which is good. He's doing a lot of good things. And, you know, he's, he's becoming like the anti Dana White, you know, where he's not really a hero. He's a villain, but he's like the good villain, you know? And Dana White's not, uh, not in the, in the headlines for good reasons lately. So I'm kind of, uh, I'm, I'm going to ride this Jake Paul experience and see kind of what happens. I'm, I'm not really against it. And I think there's a lot of more MMA figures and, and other people, fighters and whatnot, that are kind of opening up to him uh, lately. Anyway, yeah, I, I listen. I, I'll watch. I've watched all the other ones. Uh, I know KSI's fighting this weekend. He was going to fight Dylan Dennis. I probably, if I would have remembered it, would have tried to fire it up on the phone or something <laughs> like that. But uh, yeah. I mean, I didn't really care. You know, I, I, there's a certain there's a certain level where you have to stop caring about all this bullshit. Like I, I watched the Durante Davis fight last week. Uh, you know. Left that with like okay, uh, it's just another uh, one where who cares? I mean, he has to fight these guys in boxing. I don't care unless they're fighting each other. The ones that talk all the yeah. time, and that's 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 all that matters. If you if Brian Garcia is not going to fight Javante Davis, I don't care. If uh, Crawford and Errol Spence aren't going to fight each other, I don't care for the most part. I'll watch it and I go, oh okay, yeah, this guy's what minus five hundred or four hundred. You know, like it's always just yeah. some grotesque line. And Javante Davis fights. He usually gets cooked for a little bit, and then eventually lands a bomb on someone. And they've not a great They look like now. they get hit by a truck, and that's it. They're yeah. like, I never want to fight again. That's so that's how that hard that guy. Is. That last guy, I felt very bad for because he was doing good, and then he got hit with that shot, and he's like, Hey, uh, I'm I'm good. I think we should stop this because I don't know where I am. Yeah, I'm uh, no longer oh, having wait, I'm fun. Talking, oh wait, I'm talking to Javante Davis's trainer. I thought you were my trainer. I'm sorry. Um, yeah, that was brutal. That was very sad because that dude looked good. Until he didn't. Um, I think he beats Ryan Garcia, but I think if it goes the distance, Ryan Garcia's got the, the decision covered. I just don't know if he can take a shot from him. Yeah, I don't know if anyone can. That's That That seems like yeah. to be a, the big problem. But uh, I guess in the UFC, uh, other than that, it's like, will we see John Jones this year? I say yes. I think it's, uh, you know, that this this is the year we finally do get to see him. It sounds like sooner rather than later, they're talking about March. Maybe getting yep. him back in there against Ganu, Miocic, somebody. They just want to run. I mean, they're going to have to run an interim uh, fight if uh, Ngannou's not ready yet, because it's like it's, it's, it seems like what I just read is that was it is the Nixick Eric Nixick or yeah. maybe somebody else Nixick is, is uh, Ngannou's coach. March was fifty fifty, which I I honestly didn't think would happen in March because he's still recovering and we we haven't heard shit, and that's why I'm like, you know what? If it happens, it happens. I'm not going to yeah. like try to. I'm not doing this thing like I did with Terrence Crawford and Errol Spence, where I'm just gonna, you know, hype myself up and it never happens. I'm I'm done doing that. But it sounds like it's 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 close-ish, you know. Like everybody seems confident. Anything we hear is like, yeah, it's it's probably gonna happen. It just hasn't been announced and it hasn't happened yet. But I'm assuming April, May, somewhere around that time, we're gonna get that fight. Um, it's it's gonna be one of the biggest fights in UFC history, I think. I don't know if the numbers will reflect that because John's been out for a while and Francis. Despite being a big figure, maybe doesn't sell. I don't know. We'll see. Uh, I think John wins. I think John becomes the heavyweight champion this year. I'm not sure how, or you know, you know, I'm, I'm saying that with not very much confidence. But um, mark it down. John Jones, 2023 heavyweight UFC heavyweight champion. And yeah, I mean that's plus 250. Wow. Uh, we might even have to add that onto onto the sheet for for the year, but. Other than that, uh, I mean, do you, uh, you think we're going to see Connor this year? Uh, I think we, sh- I think we should. Yeah, I think I've, so too. I, I, I just, I don't know when or who. 
But I think we do. I think eventually it's going to play out. I think right now, obviously, it's he's still. I don't think he's even clear for uh, clear for like training. Really, you know, he had a pretty bad injury, I, I believe. So he's also jacked out of his out of his gills. Um, we'll see. I don't know what he wants to do. I haven't I've, I haven't heard much about him. Usually, when he goes uh, incognito, I think it's a good thing. So we'll see. I will say, I think Valentina drops the belt this year. I think she she loses. Wow! I think it's going to happen. Maybe at the end of the year. I. I I don't know, but I think you it's have a happen. name that's going to uh, dethrone her. Erin Blanchfield. Wow, plus one thousand on the uh, on the to be champion by the end of the year. I think she makes. I think she fights again soon. I think she makes a, a statement, and uh, well, she is fighting soon. She's fighting uh, Tyler Santos. Yeah, I think that's going to be. It. Now, if she loses, it's going to set her back a little bit, which is fine because she's twenty four, twenty three. Um, but I think she's well beyond. I you know. She's not. It's not like Macy Barber at twenty two, twenty three, who said, "Yeah, I'm going to be the champ. I'm going to be the youngest ever. And it's going to happen. I have a, uh, you know, a, a countdown for it. Like, you know, I think I think Aaron Blanchfield's legit. I think she's mentally strong. I think she's physically a, a beast. I mean, you saw what she did to uh, Meatball Molly, your girl. And I just think she's going to she's going to keep getting better and keep getting more confident, stronger, more experienced. And I think Valentina's just it's going to be her time where she drops it. And, you know, maybe it's because she's bored or maybe it's just because she hasn't been tested, even though she kind of just was against Tyla. I don't know, but I think it's going to happen this year. She's had the belt for so long. It seems like she's unbeatable. And the last time we thought that was the case, uh, Amanda Nunes lost. Yeah. So I'm, I'm going to say Valentina drops the belt this year. Um, and I also think Alex Pereira keeps the belt this year. Ooh, I like that. I like that. So yeah. uh, let's run through a couple of these. Uh, we got Bantamweight. Uh, Al Jermaine plus two fifty, uh, Cejudo and uh, O'Malley are tied for plus three fifty, and then you got Jan at plus four fifty. I mean, Cheeto Vera sitting there at plus sixty six fifty. I guess we just kind of talk about who do you think will be the champion by the end of the year. I don't, I don't know if Sterling gives it up just based off he might fight once this year and then never fight yeah. again. So that that's my pick. Yeah, Sean O'Malley. Wow, for real? Yeah, I think he does. I think he's. I think there's there's a lot of questions with everybody else but him. He's the youngest. He's in his prime. He honestly, I think he might have beat Piotr Jan. Going back and rewatching it, uh, Aljamain's Al always hurt. Uh, you know, I think that's going to take a toll eventually. I mean, you know, how much how many surgeries can the body take? Henry Cejudo is more talk than action. You know, I wouldn't. I I, I would love to see him back in there. I think he's a great talent. But uh, I think Cheeto. I think Cheeto and Sean would be a great fight, but I think uh, Sean has surpassed him. I think Sean has answered a lot of questions. I still have a couple, but he's, I mean, beating Piotr Jan, dude. Dude. <laughs> I, I mean. That was the ultimate you know, big ball move, man. And he just yeah, he jumped the we line. We talked about it. Yeah. We, I, I know I didn't give him any chance, really. Um, so, you know, shame on me. That's who I, that's my pick. I just thought, you know, like we talk about all the time on here, matchups, man. And it was just kind of the perfect matchup for him to jump the line with. It wasn't like he was fighting, say, a guy like Aljamain Sterling. Like, if he jumped the line to fight him, it would have been like, whoa. Like, if he gets a hold of you, dude, like, you're, you're kind of smoked here. It was him yeah. jumping the line to fight a striker and him turning into a grappler in that, uh, you know, in that fight. And them throwing bombs at each other and him hurting Crazy. Jan bad. Like... It was just it was a great fight. And you got Sanhagen and uh Cheeto Vera fighting soon, so that's a big fight for that division. Dominic Cruz plus one uh eighteen hundred on here, by the way. Just snuck no, his, not his name in there. Yeah. That is not <laughs> happening. But uh Featherweight, you got minus two fifty for Volk and then the rest. Uh plus six hundred, plus six hundred. Uh only way somebody wins if he just 
stays at 155 but yeah i, I mean i like taporia at plus 1400 down there all the way down at the bottom but you know is that going to happen by the end of this year that's that's kind of what you're betting on these guys don't fight enough for yeah. if say if it was an nba season and you're like uh, how you know you get to know when it's going to end like this bet's a little questionable you got figueredo plus 250 on here to keep the title moreno I plus 300 uh, yeah, at some point you have to imagine, right? Because it's these these flyweight fights are getting few and far between for him, and he's killing yeah. himself to get there every time. Uh, we talked about Jones being plus two fifty, and Ganu's the favorite at plus one fifty. Yeah, you put any stock in Pavlovich? A little bit. I mean, you know, he's quietly uh, steamrolling everybody, but yeah. we'll see when he's when, when he fights. You know, the top three, top five guys. But for now, yeah, I don't see why not. Jamal Hill and Ankalaev are right down the middle at plus two fifty. Uh, Glover, Yuri, plus five fifty. I guess that's just gonna gonna kind of bet whether he can get healthy in time or not. I would say no. Yeah. Uh, Rockich at plus six fifty is nice, but that's uh, this one I don't like at all. It's just kind of wide open. Yeah, I like Ankalaev. Happen. You like? Yeah, that's. <sighs> I don't know. I love Jamal Hill's. That's my boy. You know, but yeah. I, I think Ankalaev might be the the best, uh, the most well rounded, and just the best in general. You know. Yeah. Glover just on the other other side of the hill. Just you don't know. Yeah, he's just, he can win old, it. You can win it and give it up. It's like you're gonna get screwed on that kind of. I don't know yep. how these bets really work, but Makachev uh, lightweight minus one seventy five. I would probably fire that. I yeah. mean, if I if I had extra <laughs> units crazy. to give up, minus one seventy five is. Uh, you're saying a year from now, this guy's. You know, you'll you'll win seventy five bucks off of a hundred for him to still be the champ. Like you know, much a lot can happen. You know. Um, I'll take it. Yeah, uh, I'm gonna probably. Uh, you know what? Honestly, I, I I know we haven't done this, but I'm gonna lock that in for the year. Wow! Oh my god! I'm gonna be the first guy to take a future. <laughs> I on love here. it. I love it. Uh, I'm not gonna ride with you, but I do love it. We'll cash this in a year from now. <laughs> Hell yeah, that'd be a crazy way to catch my uh, end of the year. Say I'm on the on the cusp cusp of beating you, and I get one more unit based off of <laughs> such horseshit. Let's fucking go. So uh, yeah, but Connor's in there plus twenty eight hundred. If anyone wants to uh, get a, get a little dabble in there. Uh, other than that, though, like if it's yeah, no, I mean Volk is plus five hundred. So that's that goes to show you what they think is going to happen in that time. I'll be rooting for Volk though, for the record. Because uh, as well, Patty is plus five thousand. It's they're out on him, but <laughs> Pereira plus two hundred, Adesanya plus two hundred, Whitaker plus wow. five fifty, and then after that, I mean Chamaya plus a thousand. That might be worth uh, a little bit of uh, action. I'll say Shavkat Rachmanov might might inch himself closer to a title fight. I think he's gonna get into like a title eliminator fight by the end of the year. Yeah, he's uh, what do we have? Well, here you go, welterweight. Shavkat is plus eight hundred. Colby Ooh. plus four hundred. Leon is plus two fifty. Chamayev's plus two fifty on here, and then Usman's plus two hundred. So, if anything, I probably would bet Chamayev on this one because I think at some Give point he's going to fight for the title. There you go. You want you want to rock lock it in? <laughs> no, absolutely not. You better not, dude. Because guess what? I'm he putting in. I'm putting fight. in Chamayev, baby. Chamayev. Oh, wow. Wow. To be the welterweight time. champion, you want you want to you want to give me it. Let's go, baby. <laughs> give it to me. Fuck yeah, baby. Oh Let's go. God. Sit on the sidelines, all you cowards out there. Plus eight hundred. Woo! 
right, now and the new gonna... welterweight champion of the world, Shafka Rachmanov, on the date and... January 2nd, 2024. <laughs> <laughs> and you're like, oh, fuck yourself. Great. great. At least I'm off to a hot start in 2024. So Blanchfield is plus 1,000 on here. Yeah. And uh, they don't have straw weight, which is interesting. But uh, I don't know what I would like for that. But Valentina plus 115. Talia Santos plus 250. Mannion plus 400. Chukagan still hanging around plus 700. Yeah. You got Alexa Grasso involved. I like that Blanchfield bet because, like you said, she's like one fight away from getting a real shot. I wish I could bet. I wish there was a line for Caitlin Chukagan to not win the belt. I would hammer that. Yeah, minus 90,000. Uh, oh, no, there is straw weight. I'm sorry. There's no Bantam weight. Uh, got Wei Lee minus 120. Amanda Lemos at plus 450. Andrade plus 450. And Jan Zhao at plus 750. will not be betting her. Yeah, that's Because uh, I don't think she's good. And um, Mackenzie Dern plus 850. I don't think she's good either. They have Tatiana Suarez here on um, both of these. She's coming back. She is she's coming back. Does that excite you at all? Yeah. Um, I mean, she was, she she was awesome, but who it's been she a while. I don't know. She she dates somebody. They're like, I think they're uh, I think they're a nice little UFC power couple. Let's see. Uh, that's not the guy I was thinking of. I thought it was uh, that guy. Oh yeah, him. <laughs> I don't. I keep saying Chris. Hold on. It was somebody I thought that was pretty decent because she was just in his corner. Um, you're not thi- you're not thinking of uh, your girl Tracy Cortez and Brian Ortega, right? You're no, not. No, no, come no. on, man. What's going on here? Um, I don't know. I swear to God, am I going crazy? It's been a long pot. You're back, you know, man. It's been a little bit. You had to yeah. get back in the groove of things. Oh, Patchy Mix. That's who it was. So it's not in the USA, but she dates Patchy Mix. I saw her when he uh, choked out whoever he just choked out. I think it was Archuleta. Um, Shout yeah, out the so Patchy Mix. Yeah, he's he's he's, uh, he's living a nice little nice little life for himself. Also, very underrated over there. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I'm excited. I think she, you know, she has that wrestling background. I I think that time off and whatever injury that was lingering that could pop was it her neck? I, that worries me a lot. You yeah. know, like this is a br- grueling sport to have someone something like that before you really get your uh, career kick started. It worries me, but maybe maybe it doesn't come back up. I mean, I'm not a fucking doctor, so. I am. She fights Montana De La Rosa. She should win that. But it's a decent little um, matchup, I think. So we'll see. Do you think Floyd gets in there with uh, <laughs> any any of the Biden uh, children? Or you know, wait a minute. Uh, uh, what What do you think's next for Floyd? He's going to fight a local mechanic or something like that for nineteen uh, million dollars. I think he fights Jay Ellis in a bare that, knuckle boxing match. Get, here's my money. Uh, yeah, speaking of bare knuckle boxing, uh, Diego Sanchez and Austin Trout should that be illegal? <laughs> I got that should be that should be a lot. There has somebody to be a line has to step fight. in, don't you think? <laughs> somebody should step in and be well, like, "Yo, guys, I just, what are we fucking doing?" Here's I the just money. read something that they have like additional medical tests, and he passed them. I don't know how. It's not even like yeah, like I believe that it's based off the fact that you're gonna let a fucking boxer get in there with this guy who. You know is not going to win. He has no chance to win that fight. I say that now, and he's uh, the champion of the world, Diego. <laughs> Nightmare, yo. Any chance we're going to get your guy back in there to uh, call a Canelo fight one more time? Oh man, Mister uh, Diamante, I hope so. 
listen, I'll say this. Austin Trout, four years ago, took Jermel Charlo to a close fight. I know it's been four years. Yeah, I, you know, I can't imagine he's like that cooked. You know, like wow. it's all, <laughs> it's Diego Sanchez. I don't know. I can't believe we're talking about this. But also on that card, which I believe is February 17th, we have Ch- Kevin Kroom. Welcome. Couldn't cut in the UFC. Come, come try your luck in BKFC. John Dotson and his brother are also on this card. I think John Dotson may have a uh, goat status as a bare knuckle boxer. Oh, uh, potential, potential. Uh, we'll see. We'll talk a year from now if he's holding the belt in BKFC. If it's if B- <laughs> if BKFC is still around a year from now, I don't know. So Tyson Fury going to fight Usyk this year. That's looking likely. Yeah, uh, I think we're getting uh, Devin, Devin Haney and Lomachenko is uh, March twentieth. I think. Okay. Are we going to uh, get uh, any other big fights that we should? Are we going to get uh, better Biev and Canelo again? I again, no. That, that was uh, that was the other guy. That was Bivol. Uh, I think Bivol, we might get bad. better. I think we might get better Biev and Bivol. Uh Hopefully, I need Canelo to fuck off for a second because he would lose to Bivol again. Um, I think we'll get maybe maybe David David Benavidez and Canelo possibly towards the end of the year. That would be a banger. Spence Crawford probably not happening. If it does it's happen at one fifty four, which is a bit odd. Uh, I think Crawford, you know, uh, I don't know, but we'll see. Uh, I think we could get Gervonta and Shakur Stevenson, maybe Gervonta and Devin Haney. That's probably more likely. Um, it seems like nobody wants to fight Shakur Stevenson. We could get Naya Inouye. The the um, I don't I don't want to say he's. Japanese and he's not, but I believe he is. Um, he's like one of the pound for pound best that nobody really knows about. Undefeated has all this amazing power, but he just can't get a fight. He's at like 120, 122. Um, it, it, he could fight Stephen Fulton. That would be a fucking amazing fight. But until then, I don't know. Um, other than that, yeah, I mean, we have some decent fights to start this year. Um, this month, do we have anything this month? We have a heavyweight battle on ESPN this weekend. If you're not doing anything, check that out. Um, and then I guess better be is fighting later this month. So we're going to look at him. Uh, I think we got it all. I don't think we, we probably, I'm sure we missed something out there. Uh, oh, yeah, Dana, Dana slapping on. his wife. How about that? Yeah. I mean, you know, <laughs> what the fuck, man? You know, I, and nobody, and nobody said anything. Nobody really, you know, and then he's not going to get in trouble. That's uh, oh, yeah. you know, I, I would hurt the UFC more for me not to be here. Come on, man. Like, <laughs> Uh, that yeah, is just. He, uh, I mean, anyone who's surprised by that though is just like, come on. It's, of course, this guy was never gonna, you know, institute any sort of ban on himself or anything like that. I'm not saying he should like never come back, but like, for there to be no um, any sort you of know, punishment. Imagine if it was one of his fighters. Oh yeah. I don't know. Also, he said before how there's no coming back from it. There you go. And, so. and then he doubled down and said there is no coming back from it. Like I have to live with this for the rest of my life. It's like, yeah, well. It seemed like he was very narcissistic in his like he little press conference been, right? uh, in know. between the the selected media members that he chose. Uh, I, I obviously it seems like he does regret it. Obviously, it's not like he's I'm a, sure he does. Uh, he got. I mean, he did it. You know, and then they're like, "This is the first time it's ever happened." I'm like, uh, "Come on." Yeah, and, and he's he, you know I don't know. Obviously, not not great. Not great for anyone Stephen, involved. Stephen A. Smith coming out here and doubling down on his like weak. Weak uh, statement about it is so funny. I'm a personal friend of Dana, and this sure, dude. Just like you told Kevin Durant, you don't want to make an enemy out of you, out of me. Like, oh, it's just those people are especially ridiculous because they kill everyone else who does that shit. Yeah. you know, on a on a weekend and week out basis, any sort of time they get to talk about that stuff, they go in on diatribes for 20 minutes, and then with Dana, they're like, 
even Molly's like, yeah, well, you know, he was always good to me. And it's like, guys, come on. Uh, you can be like, hey, jokes. man, he's been good to me. But that was like what he did was disgusting and he should be suspended or there should be some sort of uh, punishment of some sort for that guy, which there should be. It, even just to make an example out of him to just say, hey, man, this is not cool. It doesn't have to be anything too crazy. But I, I, I he, you know, apparently I guess no one wants to do his job. That's the thing. So. Each week he's just going to get asked questions about it until eventually he hopes it goes away. Still dropping fucking Fridays, uh, you know, e eating uh, pizza raviolis and shit like that. So uh, there, there, there's that with uh, Dana, and that's with the UFC. Uh, I'm looking forward to doing this again all year and having our picks locked in. There's going to be a ton of UFC events, a ton of Bellator. Maybe we'll get to see the uh, the immortal Dylan Dennis get back in there. Oh, man. Uh, there's a Grand Prix for uh, lightweight at, at Bellator. There's there's uh there's always just some shit going on with uh, Bellator, which is uh, cool. And there's at least uh, they're getting better. They have a nice. They have a yeah, nice they have like uh, they they're the good number two in my mind. I know people are like PFL and you know like no, no, don't even that. if you talk to me about one, we might wrestle in the street because <laughs> I don't fuck I don't fuck with that shit at all. So I mean, rest in peace to Angela Lee, which is that's crazy that she died. Victoria Lee. Her, Victoria Lee. I'm sorry, her sister's Angela Lee, right? Angela Lee still alive. And then the other Lee, Kevin, not Kevin Lee. God damn it! Um, All right, never mind, man. A, no, they have a brother who's good, Christian Lee. Sorry, but that's horrible. That, that's like yeah. I just saw that pop in. Like that's like a normal. You're supposed thing. to fight yesterday or two, whatever it was. The card, yeah, a couple days ago, last week, whenever. I don't. Know. But uh, how would you rank the uh, the MMA organizations going into 2023? Where 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 is your uh, where where is um, your I got <laughs> I got um, I got Eagle FC one, I got Anthony Pettis two, FC, yeah Anthony Pettis FC two, uh, Fen Fen seems pretty cool. Uh, no, if UFC is never going to be toppled by Bellator, I think I think nah. but the name itself is just dumb. What it means is cool, but the name Bellator is not not really catchy. They have a great one fifty five pound division, but if you look at the rankings of their other divisions, I mean they just kind of can't not really good. keep up. But at least I think they're going to keep AJ McKee. It seems like he doesn't want to leave. Which is you know, which is good. So they're they're doing some good things, that's for sure. And listen, UFC is going to sign and cut a lot of fighters. Um, and there's so many more. I mean, the sport is still evolving. You know, like uh, I think Bellator has got a, a pretty good foothold as the runner-up, as the as the second place promotion. But they still have a lot of work. Like they should take the whole month of January off. They you know yeah. you got to capitalize. And then they have I mean Fedor Bader. Fedor Bader 2. They technically just, had the Ryzen card, if you count that. That's true, yeah. I, I, that was on, like, tape delay for, like, yeah. the, which, come on, uh, man. Like, yeah. that not, makes no not, sense. Not great. Play it at the time and then replay it at that the other time that you wanted to do. Like, it's not 1980. I, I'm i looking online just watching people give me the <laughs> breakdown of what's happening. So it's, you know, whatever. Yeah, but. No, that wasn't ideal. But, yeah, I think they need to um, – you know, Fedor Bader too going head to head with Spivak, Lewis. I don't know. They need to work on some things. How about that? Yeah, you can say that again. Uh, so yeah, I would go <laughs> UFC, Bellator, probably PFL, and then yeah. Uh, this one. What about KSW? They gotta be up there. I love KSW, man. I, I think that shit is an electric factor. If I could go to one of those fights, I would because when the poods got put to sleep. Uh, the the place was going insane, and uh, I would have been sad because I probably would have had my house on poods, but yeah, uh, it was never that fight was never even close. So yeah, he got he got he got, he got poods. Yeah, so hopefully he never fights again. 
And that's that, man. That, this is the Shoulder Strikes MMA podcast. We are back. And hopefully, hopefully we are, will still be back. We're not going anywhere. I, I am going to vow to every Friday at the very least we will have a show because I do have Fridays yes, available. So Fridays will always be me, Ty, and you talking MMA and uh, winning money because that's what we always do on here. So uh, with that, I will say goodbye, and we will see you next week. Uh, hopefully we win some money. Go Birds. <laughs>